0: I try to avoid regret at all costs. Yes. I'm always trying to make the best decision. And I want to be 100% sure. Yeah. I want to
1: be 100% sure in my choice. And I don't like taking risks. My fear is I will have kids and there will be one moment of one day where I regret having those kids. And that will probably happen. And then if I don't have kids, my fear is that there will be one moment of one day where I will regret not having kids. And that will probably happen. And can that be okay? And then the next moment you don't regret it. And then the next moment, you know, something happens and you feel so grateful that you've made this choice either direction. But I feel like I want to make the choice knowing that that 100% won't happen. And that is an impossibility.
2: Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Child Free Me, a show where we examine the choice to be child-free and what it's like to navigate that decision in today's world. I'm your host, Laura Allen, and today is an extra special episode because I am joined by my two sisters. Neither are technically child-free, but I thought it would be interesting and important to hear their perspective both on just their memories of growing up and and when i started talking about not wanting children and also on how my decision has impacted their decisions, both in a positive way and a negative way. I honestly was not expecting to learn anything new. I mean, the three of us are pretty close. We talk a lot, but I was pleasantly surprised, actually, about the things that I did learn. For instance, I don't think I've ever had a conversation with my sisters about freezing our eggs. I had no idea what their perspective was on that. We also talk about about how while both of my sisters have been over the top supportive of this podcast and me and my journey, it's been really difficult for one of my sisters to listen to the episodes. And so she actually hasn't been following along. And so we get to dig in a little bit around why, why it's been so difficult for her. And it was just incredible to hear their perspectives. Honestly, listening back, it sounds a bit like we've just started recording one of our regular calls. I think in the beginning we were all a little nervous and then by the end we had forgotten that we were being recorded and it was just one of our normal conversations with my sister's little dog Otis barking in the background. So I appreciate you listening and I can't wait for you to meet them. Let's jump in. Charlotte and Clara, welcome to Child Free Me. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay, for everyone listening, we actually have three people on this call or this interview, which is a first in Child Free Me history. I have my two younger sisters. So mm-hmm. to give a lay of the land, I am the oldest. And then my middle sister is named Charlotte. And then our baby sister is named Clara, who's not, in fact, a baby. We're all full adults. But I have my two sisters with me. We're all excited and a little nervous. Um, I think I'm more excited than
0: nervous right now <laughs> okay so to
2: start we're gonna do a little activity just to get us warmed up let's all describe how we're feeling about this episode by saying one word my word is supported because i feel supported <gasps> by both of you oh, in my absolutely. podcasting journey
0: i i don't and, know if i can think of one word so i'm gonna panic and just say excited because i'm very excited and happy to be here and Clarabelle? okay laura yours was grateful supported
2: no but i am also grateful oh, sorry. that's just the end of i heard the end of it
1: i am i don't think nervous is the word i'm curious and yeah i'll say curious and excited is two words but i'll, I'll use them both
0: okay I well, then i do. want a sec i said se- i want a second word and the second word is proud because i'm so freaking proud of laura for doing this podcast i'm Great so word. impressed and i'm just in awe so well done
2: I love how we all broke the rules and came in with two words. <laughs> yes. I think that really sets the stage so, for how this conversation is going to go. So yeah. unlike us. yeah, And I love that for us. So the first thing I would love to have you both talk about, I think I've talked to you each individually, but not all together. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to make this about me, but to hear your perspectives and really your memory of when and how I started talking about not wanting to have children and what that was like for you as younger sisters, and really your experience with me being child-free?
0: Yeah, I'll start because I feel like I'm going to have an earlier memory than when you were younger than Claire's going to have. My whole life, I always remember you saying you're never going to get married. And then I have a memory of you saying, having children ruins everything.
2: (laughs) What was I saying that in relation to or was I just like screaming out the
0: window? (laughs) Just in like a passing comment. No, I think it maybe I was in first and second grade, but we were on the topic of like getting married and Laura said, you know, I'm never going to get married. I don't I don't want to have children. And someone asked why. And you're like, well, uh, children ruin everything. And I don't really (laughs) remember having an opinion about that. I'd be like, all right, well, I don't really see how that's true. But, you know, she's (laughs) welcome to think that.
2: And we were, in fact, children ourselves at this point. Yes,
0: you were. So I don't know where you got that deep insight (laughs) as a child. But yeah, it was more. I, I feel like you not wanting to have children was kind of an assumption based on the fact that you didn't want to get married.
2: I actually love that you were talking about this because I have recently, through this podcast, come to the realization that I think some of my aversion to marriage and really being mm. so against it for so long was the assumption that with marriage came children. So my very first guest on this podcast is Maricela, and she was the first woman who was happily married from a very young age who was just very directly like nope we have chosen not to have children and it was mind-blowing to me and I was almost 30 at that point so it was hard to separate those two things
0: yeah I remember when you you had that revelation in that episode and that makes a lot of sense because your reason for marriage was always children ruin everything So that's my memory.
1: I definitely don't have any distinct memories. Um, Obviously, being seven years younger, I just have a different perspective or like just a different dynamic with that. And I think it was just I always knew it to be true. Like, I can't think of a time when I did not understand that that was the situation. Mm -hmm. Um, I agree. I think it probably came from the, you know, I don't want to get married perspective and I'm really trying to think now back on it and it just I think because I guess I was so young when you formulated that desire and opinion because I would say by seven you had it
0: and (laughs) yeah you've known this for a long time
1: so I think it was just since I've been born that was the thing it always just felt really normal Mm -hmm. I was just you know that was just the truth of the matter and as charlotte was talking i was trying to think it through and i'm curious if i went through a phase where i was like none of us are gonna have kids because it's just how that this works she's not having kids we're not having kids and that's just how it's gonna go like i think that was just it was just normal and in, in my head i wouldn't be surprised if i went through that phase
2: there was a point like i thought it'd be so cool to be pregnant and have a, a child not to raise a child but just i thought it would bring me a lot of attention and i feel like it was around the time mom was pregnant with you well that makes sense that makes sense Makes
0: a lot of sense to me. Yeah.
2: And then I learned what you had to do in order to have a child. And I was like, that sounds terrifying. But I think, I mean, I was old enough. I remember her being born. I remember going to the hospital, seeing her when she was a baby. And I also remember being like, she is very cute. So we grew up in Boston, but we moved to Cincinnati for a brief period of time. And Clara was. I think too. Yeah. And I remember being like she's so cute. And I mean, I mean Claire was Claire, a very.
0: Claire was very an exceptionally cute baby.
2: <laughs> so I'm not like immune to
0: <laughs> But no one's <laughs> Right, no one exactly. But saying, I like it's you interesting children that- are the devil.
2: It wasn't like I walked around being like, oh my god, my younger sisters are so annoying, I never want children. I think it was just this knowing yeah. within me.
0: I do remember, though, when we were having these conversations, or rather, when I was observing these conversations happening, that I got the distinct impression. I was like, oh, this is an an unusual choice because of the reactions other people had to it. So other people were like, what? What do you mean? Uh? There was always a, a reaction to it and it made me realize that I was oh that's an unusual choice so I think I'm probably it was always like well I'm having kids but she's allowed to walk that path by herself
2: (laughs) maybe I was just doing it for the reactions
0: I mean I don't think so because you're still you have a podcast about it now so I do if you were you really committed to that (laughs) yeah
2: Do you remember any reactions, like, specifically?
0: Yeah, I I remember getting the feeling of dismissal. People, like, laughing it off Mm -hmm. and, like, not really paying attention and not, like, giving it any credence because it's like, oh, well, she's young. Yeah, I feel Um, like that's normal when you're seven. Yeah, and and you're you're making these, like, putting your stake in the sand – such at such an early age people are like I well we don't know if that's true flat twist it is
2: speaking of podcast mm-hmm. so i've had the podcast out for a couple months at this point charlotte you have listened to it and clara you have not listened to it so maybe charlotte you can start by just talking about what it's been like anything that i guess it's inspired or mm-hmm. your reactions to it
0: yeah i to be honest i i This sounds so crazy to say, but before this podcast, before listening to this podcast, this decision was never even considered. My whole life, looking back on how I thought about kids and having kids, I always thought it was just going to happen because that's what happened. But I remember my entire life being absolutely petrified by the idea of being pregnant and having, just imagining some being growing inside of me freaked me out and I, I told I would tell my friends if I ever got pregnant you would have to put me into a coma through the pregnancy because I would not be able to deal and yet, you also
2: don't like needles and I think the epidural is like this
0: yeah yeah you also have this idea that I'm terrified of needles and that's not <laughs> the case I get flu shots every year I'm totally fine oh but you used to be yeah in like middle school oh I thought that I was, was like, still a thing nope Pregnancy just never sounded appealing whatsoever, not not even to mention giving birth. But somehow still, I never considered the option of like, maybe I don't want kids. And it wasn't until I listened to your first episode that I was like, oh my God, this is an option. There's a whole other option of existence out there where I don't actually have to have kids. And so that was really cool for me because I I didn't realize how much I needed to have this conversation until I listened to one of your episodes. So I loved it.
2: Where yeah. are you currently?
0: Uh, on having kids, mm-hmm. I am, oof, I would say 70 30 on leaning towards not having kids, maybe 80 20. On not having kids, I try. I just I try to be really mindful, and this can be a conversation we go into later. But I'm still trying to figure out where I I, I sit. But right now, I'm like I ad- I don't actually think I want kids. But I don't want to take away from Claire's answer, and I think this is an interesting conversation that we should come back to.
2: <clears throat> okay, so Claire Bell, you have I think you listened to episode one mm-hmm. out of duress. <laughs> <laughs> so to clarify, it was not out of
1: duress, and. I It was, I think, through listening to episode one that Mm -hmm. I kind of was like, oh boy, this might not be for me at the current moment. You know, I think it's a number of reasons, primary of which is that the conversation of kids has been a very prevalent conversation and a relatively charged conversation between me and my now husband, Greg. I have gone through, that's partially because I have gone through many different phases in my life regards to kids and which I feel like is also a topic for maybe another point of this podcast because we can certainly get into that because it's convoluted. So when Greg and I met, I was pretty firmly in the no kids camp. I spent most of my college years in that camp um, and shortly thereafter college. Uh, So it has, to say the least, been a topic of conversation for a very long time um, with us trying to figure out what what makes sense for our relationship and where we together want to land on that. And I think just listening to it, I feel like I am just constantly under a barrage of stimuli from both directions. There's the constant messaging of, this is what you're supposed to do. This, this is what happens when you get married. This is They're so lovely and it's the best thing ever and it's the choice that you're supposed to make and whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And then there's the messaging of, they ruin your life and you can never do anything ever again and it's the hardest thing you have ever done and... Like choose wisely, and it was just kind of too much. So I feel like I listened to the first one and was like, mm, "Clearly, this is a lot, um, and I maybe need to take a minute and figure out where I stand before I dive into this." So
2: yeah, mm. where would you say where does the messaging come from? And this is a question to both of you because I think we we all experience the pressure and the messaging, but in your minds, like. Maybe start with where does the negative messaging, beyond me being like children ruin your lives from a very early age, like where are you getting that messaging? It's a good question. I mean, I think it's, well, for one, and this is
1: maybe going to sound stupid, but like I now get fed, like social media algorithm fed content on this all the time. On
0: child-free stuff? It
1: flip-flops. It's yeah. super fun for me because oh, it's like, just as I'm flip-flopping, it's like every week I'll just get fed content from TikTok being like, look at how magical my life is because I didn't have kids. And like, because this is the choice we made in, you know, whatever it is. And then the next week I'll get the opposite kind of content. So from that, to be honest, the group of friends that I have, none of them have kids and yet. And there are very few of us that have been of the type that are like, This is what we want. Kids is it. We're definitely going to have kids. So it's been not necessarily negative conversations, but just honest conversations about what the reality of that is, what the reality of children are. Um, And so it's never been like an assumption. And then I would say the other one is just like, I I literally the other day, my, my coworker just randomly messaged me and was like, we were chatting about something else. And she said, Listen, if you're ever thinking about having kids, talk to me because I'll give you like the not so unicorn and rainbows version of it. Like it's super tough, just kind of out of nowhere. I feel like I've just gotten it like from a bunch of different sources. I feel like because I'm also I'm very aware of it and I'm not naive to the like what having children means. And I didn't want them for a really long time, and I kind of staked my claim on that. And I also think I used it for attention in college because it was different than everyone else around me, um, or it was different than like the norm. And so. Mm-hmm. I was like, great, I'll be different and kind of be interesting. And because of that, I've just been open to it. And like, I think looking for it. So I've received more of it.
2: So you mentioned your friend group. Mm -hmm. And I'm actually interested in this because my assumption was your friend group, similar to mine, you know, everyone is pretty. Standard life plan has followed the normal path for most of their life. And for the most part, again, this is stereotypes, but Southern-esque school. You live in a Southern-ish city. She lives in Washington, D.C. And I'm actually surprised that there hasn't been more of a, yes, we're all going to eventually have children. Do you have anyone who has put a stake in the ground and being child-free in your friend group? Or is everyone still figuring it out for themselves?
1: Not that I've been informed of that they have put that stake in the ground I think everyone's just figuring it out I think that yes I went to a southern school but a lot of my friend group was from the north um so so we, we definitely had a mix but um, a lot of them were and it's just it's just been really interesting to kind of watch it unfold because everyone's taken a very different path and approach to it and there are some that now definitely want kids and that's their that's the plan and that's what they're gonna do I had I mean I, I my good friend who was for a long time just interested in adoption that was what she felt called to do and i think that's kind of shifted over the years yeah no one has like said firmly in or out well we have some that have said firmly in but we have not had any that have said firmly out and it's just I feel honestly really grateful for that because I feel like the being a part of that group it's just everyone is kind of all the paths are really different and everyone's figuring out for themselves and the conversations are honest and it's been really helpful to have that rather than a a bunch of friends who just you know did what society says
2: so I'm interested in what Greg's perspective was like coming into the relationship Mm. and like where he currently is on the should we get him on
1: yes (laughs) um I can't as much answer answer for like his perception of the beginning of the relationship because he can answer for that but I will say it definitely became a topic of conversation probably like three years in-ish maybe um when we started to kind of understand that this was going to be the thing the long term I had some very we had some very intense conversations about it and I will own the fact that I came in strong I came in very strong to these conversations and he kind of asked me asking him why do you want kids because because I felt like I knew how I felt about like all the reasons why I didn't want them and the reasons why I, they were like, I did want them or I felt strongly about those. And so I wanted to hear it from him. Um, and his answer to me was, I just kind of always thought I would. And my response was, that's not good enough. And so a little strong, um, probably could have... <laughs> the back a little bit, but I love it. We, what that led to was a lot of real conversations about, you know, what the realities of children are. If we have children, what, what are my expectations? What are his expectations? How is this going to work? And that was over many, many years. So where we stand now or where he stands now is I kind of picture it like we are, we have gotten closer on the spectrum and we are both kind of in the middle and he leans slightly towards like skewed slightly towards wanting them it from the middle. And I am slightly towards not wanting them from the middle. Although I will tell you that changes on a weekly basis. So yes. sometimes I go back and forth, which to his credit is very confusing to have as a partner because that's like kind of a life, big life choice that I just keep going this way on. So I think that both of us can picture a life for both options and that life is good. That is both great and also really difficult because no matter which option you choose, you are sacrificing the other option. And there are difficulties with both.
2: Yeah. I actually think to your comment around, you know, it can be scary to flip-flop on such a big decision. In my mind, it's indicating that you're critically thinking about it. Right. There are some people who just always know they're going to have children, but I don't think they think about the impact it's going to have. And so yeah, I yeah. think the purpose of this podcast is certainly not to convince people not to have kids. I think what I'm trying to just start the conversation around is moving away from where Greg was coming from, which is I just always thought it was something you do to thinking about what other options there are. Yeah. And I think that
1: you know while I maybe could have approached it differently, that was also my intent with our conversations. And what it has led to is some really good conversations about what this means for us. So should we make that decision? I fully trust that we will have made it with a thorough understanding of what it means and what we're going to do. And like, you know, I've been very clear. If we do this, I, one, we obviously must continue to be in therapy as we do, but that's just going to continue. Two, I want a parenting coach. I want parenting specific support for us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what other support do we want to continue to create the life that we want while also introducing children? So I think, you know, ultimately, we end up better for it because of the conversations.
0: Absolutely. So all those listening, I am the single Pringle of the group. And I'm so glad that I didn't, if I had gotten married, say, like right out of college, I would have been like, all right, well, I guess we're having kids because that's just the sequence of events. And I would be one of those people who didn't really think about the implications, the consequences, the benefits, the cons, all the things. I wouldn't have thought about it. I would have just been like, all right, well, this is happening. I wouldn't have thought if I had really wanted it, which is really scary to me. But now, like, at least I'm having this conversation with myself, like, okay, well, do I really want that with the kids? I
1: think it's really hard. I think it's really, I will say, it has been very difficult for me. And I've spent a lot of time trying to identify what I quote unquote, really want because of all of the, various ways that it's influenced by everything around me. And, you know, there, like I said, there was a time when I was like, definitely don't want kids um and then coming out of that and asking myself the questions of like well why don't i want them is it because i'm scared is it because i assume it's going to go a certain way and i don't want it to go that way is it because i want you know my i i I don't want to sacrifice my life in that way or whatever it is and asking myself those really hard questions was the time when i started to be like oh okay like I felt like I was staking my claim just to stake it mm. just to just to say that and because I chose that in college or before you know whenever I kind of decided to be the girl that doesn't want kids and then that started kind of a chain reaction which led to a big whole panic and was like well what do I really want and then it's been difficult <sighs> it's a hard question to answer
0: I can totally relate to that because I can feel that on my side too. Like, yeah. oh, this is actually an option. I'm going to stake my claim in this side now because it's an option. And I like being able to say, I don't want kids. I like that it's different. I like that it's, yeah, it causes a reaction. Yeah,
1: for sure.
0: There's also aspects of like, that sounds exhausting being with a child entertaining them constantly, teaching them how to be a functioning adult when I'm barely a functioning adult. Like that sounds absolutely exhausting.
2: So it's funny. You've both said this. I don't like the reaction. I don't like- Oh, I love it. Being different. I remember this when I was living in New York City and I went shopping for umbrellas. They had this colorful, fun umbrella on sale, but I paid full price for the black one because I was like, I don't want to stand out. And even though I've known- for, it feels like, almost forever that I don't want children. I hate how different it makes me and it, mm. there's a feeling of being left out of the club which I'm interested Clara once and well Charlotte you have friends who are pregnant what has your reaction been to when your really close friends tell you that they're having children
0: so everyone has had their baby so currently no one is pregnant because they all have babies i was so happy for them when i first when i found out because i knew that they wanted them and that's great i also i think there's a mourning period too because the relationship that you have with your friends changes when they have kids. Like, that's just, that's inevitable. And that's totally understandable. It also marks a really different point in your life, in my life, than I was with them and theirs. And that kind of, that creates a feeling of isolation. Like you said, Laura, like a feeling like, oh, I'm not in this club. We're not, you know, in the same, we went to college together, and then we were outside of college together. And we've kind of just like moved along. And now there's just like a a great divide. But I never when they told me that they were having a child, I never once felt that felt a pang of jealousy of like oh I wish that was me never once it was more of like oh god good for them but I would not want that and again I I I look back at that feeling I'm like okay am I feeling that because is there like a deeper is that covering for a deeper feeling of isolation or jealousy or something that I'm not being honest with myself about or am I trying to be like oh well this is I'm I'm trying to make the best of the situation I'm not really sure but yeah I've never felt that kind of even when I see pictures of babies These are young children or walking down the street. I've never been like, oh,
2: I really want that. I think I have a slightly stronger reaction to my close friends becoming pregnant, which, again, I've talked about. But it is because I know I'm never going to follow them on this path. I do think, honestly, adult relationships can and should change, right? so the baby Mm -hmm. itself or having children I don't think it's a bad thing and it's very brief but there's always this I will never follow them down that path and I think so one of my close friends just found out that one of her best friends is pregnant and I asked her how she was feeling and I could tell the reaction is just different because I think she knows that she'll one day be a part of that club with her Mm. together and Again, it's just – it's something that will always set me apart, which I don't necessarily like. (laughs) Yeah. To be clear, just back to the the reaction,
1: I will own the fact that (laughs) – It's going to be so stupid, but I liked the reaction I got from guys because I Uh, felt it made me more attractive to guys mm. in college who were Mm. like, great, and definitely were on the same boat. (laughs) And so let's just be very clear. I can fully understand that that reaction, especially as someone who firmly believes that that is their truth, as someone who kind of is in both paths, I probably just have a different reaction to it. Um, So I can definitely understand. Mine was from, because I thought it made me more interesting to guys fair I mean I, I don't want to discount the fact that I truly did not like I wasn't just using it to right. be interesting you guys it was an added bonus and so that made me more likely to say it out loud but it is yeah. it was how I felt truly so I don't want to discount that but
0: yeah yeah and you all know I'm in my villain era so like anything that gets a reaction I'm a big fan of
2: do you want to describe what a villain era is for the listeners
0: <laughs> Claire I feel like you should describe it because you're the one who called me out on it <laughs> I mean I feel like it's just the time in your life where you just I've, kinda wanna burn it to the ground. Like, I have very like, little fucks to give.
1: Yeah, everyone hits that point where it's like I you know, maybe I've been ascribing to norms and I don't want to anymore or, you know, I've been yeah. doing things one way and I'm gonna burn it to the ground
2: and i like think it's a very necessary phase because,
1: i love it
0: i'm yeah. i'm relishing in it are we allowed to swear on this podcast mm-hmm.
2: okay. <laughs> sometimes um, i bleep it out for more of the drama that's so cute
0: <laughs> <laughs> i love the drama yeah i this is my re- my rebellion phase i never rebelled in as a teenager so i'm doing it now I'm rebelling against the patriarchy what about I'm, the puerto rico trip girl i tried to rebel I did literally nothing wrong on that trip so all y'all listeners out there I was kicked off of a church mission trip for drinking
1: I love that I, this is where this has ended up
0: I did not drink I did not get drunk but I have FOMO so I wasn't gonna just sit aside where my friends had fun so I was just I pretended I was drunk and I ran around like a crazy person <laughs> I was in eighth grade, I pretended I was drunk, and we got kicked off, and I got in so much trouble.
2: I also want it known that I went on this same trip, it must have been three years ahead of you, yeah. and I did get drunk <laughs> on that trip. And, and you didn't have it damn goddammit. Let the record state.
1: And then by the time I came around, I was not allowed on said trip. <laughs> you, <laughs>
0: <laughs> you had to go to New Orleans and sleep on the ground in a church. I did, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I think third
1: time they were like, you know what, we're not even going to play. going to try. Okay. So we digress.
0: We digress. Okay, So, so all villain. this to say, I like being in my villain era. I get kicked off of a freaking mission trip. I get grounded. I don't have kids. It's all fitting in my brand.
2: So Charlotte, I'm interested. What did you, you're single as a Pringle? Or you're the single Pringle? I'm a single Pringle. Pringle.
0: a single okay. Pringle.
2: So not necessarily dating right now, but I'm interested to hear your thoughts <laughs> on navigating the dating scene. This is a question I like to ask a lot of my guests of how you are planning to approach that. How are you thinking about the conversation of children because it's different now right it's different than in your 20s i feel like i mm-hmm. if i did talk about it in my 20s when i was running around new york city i don't remember <laughs> probably for a variety of reasons. But some of us on this call are in our early 30s, some are in their mid 30s, some are verging on late 30s. So I would be interested on your perspective on how you are thinking about navigating that or maybe you're not.
0: Well, as I said before, I'm a single pringle that is not ready to mingle. But should that day ever come? I'm really glad that we established that I'm in my villain era because I feel like this has a big part in it. I will come into it really hot and be like, I don't care what your decision is because it's my body. If I were to have a kid. And I, I understand how that sounds, like, but that would be my approach of like the end decision of whether I want to have kids ends with me. So if they are gung ho about having kids, then st- Swipe left right now. Have you listened to Kai's episode yet? Oh, I started it. I haven't finished.
2: Yeah. Kai's point was, she was like, I thought men didn't want kids. And that was like the thing. She's like, I can't find a man who doesn't want kids. (laughs) I think she's attracting that into her life. But it is interesting. But I think that's another message we get
1: is like, got, you know, whatever in the movies and the social or society at large, it's like guys don't want to be tied down. Guys don't want kids. Guys don't want responsibilities or commitment or whatever it is.
0: But I would also love to hear the reasoning why they would want kids because stereotypically what I've known, what messaging tells us, like they're having kids is having like a plaything, and then they don't have to do any of the hard work. I would love to hear like what their reasoning is for having kids and if they had thought about the consequence, not consequences, the toll it takes on the marriage on finances, on your wife's body. your partner's body.
2: Yes. And I think obviously saying that men don't take on the burden of the work is a sweeping statement. But stereotypes come from somewhere. And Mm -hmm. I think we know many instances in modern day marriages where it feels very 1950s almost, the division of labor.
0: And like the mental load. Like I, I, I just saw a clip on social media. I think it was like a late night show segment where they went on the streets, went up to heterosexual families. So a mom and a dad with kids and they asked the dad questions like who are the kids teachers what are the kids birthdays who, who's the doctor that the kids go to none of the men could answer now this is obviously edited who knows how many families where the men could answer I don't know because they didn't show that I guess that just goes along with the messaging of like yeah they don't pay attention they, they don't help they don't really want kids so I'm just gonna say one thing
1: because this has been a, an, a, like another tension point for me and so for some reason this feels mo- the most vulnerable To say, but like do it. I struggle with that because I feel like I have the same kind of like resentment of like the 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 mental load, and obviously we don't have kids, but should we have kids? I have this like (laughs) pre-resentment, like like anticipatory resentment Resentment. for the mental load and the division of labor, whatever it is. Who knows how it will break out. And that is a hundred percent my skill set, and I enjoy doing it. So I feel this tension because I simultaneously like the The idea of managing the household in that way, if you want to call it that and resent it. Mm. And that's been difficult to navigate. And I can only imagine what that's like to engage with as a partner, because I'm over here just kind of all over the place. Um, So it is really interesting because I feel like I have inherited that resentment from generations past. And from just society, can we figure out a way where the skill sets are utilized properly? So if my skill set is doing these things and you know his skill set is managing our finances, can that be okay? If that's what we decide, that's the mm-hmm. thing, I think, is that it, bringing intentionality into it and not just assuming that it's going to play out that way or you know, having the male partner assume that the wife is just going to handle everything. That's not what I'm saying. I, like, I think when you decide and you discuss it and you have open communication. Communication, that's when it's successful and that's what you need. But can that be okay? And so I feel like I really struggle with that. Like, I don't want to bring the resentment into our yeah. dynamic. Well, that's fair. But if it's something that I am good at and enjoy doing it, like, let's harness that. Like, let's harness right. that and, you know, both participate in the way we can.
0: Yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm still torn. There's also a feeling of if I do eventually want kids, whether it's naturally or adoption or however it comes about, there's this feeling of, oh, but then I gave in then I suckered back into it or it's lame or I chose the boring path or it's not, sp- I don't know, which doesn't feel great. Like that doesn't feel like it's integrity putting that on the decision. And when I think about having kids, yeah, there are a lot of things that I would, I think I would really enjoy. I think I would be good at it. That's not to say I wouldn't struggle or make mistakes or anything, but I, I've always been very good with children. I think it would be interesting to do things differently than what, how I was raised. I think it would be adorable to see a child of mine interact with you guys, interact with my, our parents. Yeah. And to see what that little person would be like, that yeah. would be so fascinating. So there are a lot of things that, yeah, I can get behind.
2: Do you guys feel more pressure to have children because I have already decided not to?
0: A little bit, but it would only, that pressure is only coming from myself. I want to make it very clear that our parents, and I have to give them so much credit for this because I'm so grateful, they have never once mm-hmm. ever hinted Applied in any way that they wanted grandkids, never once. And I am so grateful. I feel absolutely zero pressure from them to get married, to have kids. So I want to make that very clear. The pressure I would be feeling is only coming from myself. Because there is a part of me that's like, I would love to see mom and dad with a grandchild. I think that would be so precious. That would be so cute to see them in that role.
1: Yeah. They'd be fantastic. They would
0: be so good. That child would be so freaking blessed. And that's another thing. Like, I'm putting pressure on myself. Like, well, you want to see your parents have a grandchild. Like, but I'm not sold that I actually want to give them one.
1: Yeah. Is that a good enough reason to have yeah. a
0: Yeah. I do think it's interesting
2: that I never Since have you were two outright pressure mm-hmm. to have children, but I still feel it. I think part of it is I'm not blaming generations. They were just doing what they were doing. But we see it on both sides of our family. So all of our dad's brothers and all of our mother's sisters married and had... Children, multiple Mm -hmm. children, and we're blessed with a very large cousin group. But those are all narratives and visual cues that we've grown up with. We all know that what you do is you get married and have kids. And I feel like we've watched home videos and we've heard our parents talking about it, heard our grandparents talking about it. And again, that isn't them intentionally putting any sort of pressure, but I think it is narratives that have built up. And I can feel the pressure from that.
1: I feel like to answer your question, Laura, you not having kids kids it's both yes such a it good point adds like i do feel a little bit like oh well if if we're going to provide grandkids like we're dwindling in numbers of people who can do that <laughs> and and then the other side of that is that it allows others to make the same choice yes so it's kind of both and i feel like that's been my answer for literally all of your questions tonight <laughs> Is <laughs> yes I and think no.
2: Tonight is walking the line.
1: We're not and going one way or the other. It's like, as I keep talking about, it, I'm like, God, this is so overwhelming
2: because it's always yeah. both. I'll end on this, which is I am not an expert in child free counseling, but I do think one of the themes that have bubbled up for me in my many, many conversations and my research and just being involved in the child free community is neither path is free of right. regrets. And I think Nat, who was my last episode she said it so beautifully is we're just living this human experience and there's going to be regrets there's going to be really deep happiness hopefully either way this doesn't answer the question but it's sort of like you can't decide it based on like fear of missing out or fear of regret because both will
0: happen i think that's the biggest thing for me because i try to avoid regret at all costs yes i'm always trying to make the best decision and i want to be 100 percent sure yeah I'm I want to be 100% sure in my choice. And I don't like taking risks.
1: My fear is I will have kids, and there will be one moment of one day where I regret having those kids. And yeah. that will probably happen. And then if I don't have kids, my fear is that there will be one moment of one day where I will regret not having kids. And that will probably happen. And can that be okay? And then the next moment, you don't regret it. And then the next moment, you know, something happens and you feel so grateful that you made this choice. Either direction. But I feel like I want to make the choice knowing that that 100% won't happen. And that is an impossibility.
0: There's also the fact of, like, where I am my age obviously, as I get older, that window gets smaller and smaller. So there's part of me that's scared to make a decision mainly of yes, and it's too late, and then to deal with that disappointment. So there's a possibility that this staunch decision or this staunch feeling of like, I don't want kids is there to protect me from potential disappointment of like, you can't get pregnant. So now that you've decided that you want to, you can't and like going through freezing your eggs, that sounds like a lot that I don't want to deal with. So I'm kind of Have either of
2: you considered that? I've never asked. Absolutely not. It's, well, for one, it's ridiculously expensive.
0: It's so expensive.
1: I would consider it if I reached a situation where it was a necessary thing. Like if something medically came up that this was a smart choice for me, then I would consider it. But at this point, no.
0: It's expensive, but it's also not a pleasant experience Mm -mm. either. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, thank you both. Oh my gosh, this was so much fun! I Can feel we like do we could keep
1: talking for hours. <laughs> well, I will say I, I mentioned this when we first brought up this idea. I think this is really interesting because I think all three of us are in kind of different spots with this mm-hmm. conversation, and that might change. Um, so I'm just kind of curious, you know, and interested to to watch how this conversation between us changes, whether or not we come back on the podcast. Your choice if you invite us back. But I think it, it will be interesting to see kind of how it shifts
0: over the years. Yes. Your choice. But also, have you considered having two extra hosts? (laughs) But I don't want to take this from you. This is your baby and you should be so proud.
2: Well, I appreciate you both. And I agree, Clara. I think it's worth tracking the evolution so we can come back to the conversation.
0: Yeah. This was so awesome. Thanks for letting us come on.
2: Thank you. Love you. Bye. Bye. And that's it for today. Thank you for joining me. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe or please consider leaving a review wherever you get your podcasts. And I will see you next week. Thanks.